Hey everyone, welcome to another episode of Movie Mastery, the podcast where we continue to watch the movies that you have told me to watch in this list of about 200-odd movies I have. <laughs> Which uh, coincidentally makes it real easy to pretend that someone told us to watch a movie. Yeah. <laughs> I mean, the great thing is, even if I were to be like, yeah, hey, I'm just going to watch this thing, chances are it's on the list anyway. In worst case scenario, you can go on to like, the, our Discord and be like, hey, no one recommend I watch this. <laughs> oh, you know what I heard is terrible? <laughs> Please don't throw me in the trauma patch. <laughs> Uh, yes, indeed. I am your host, John. That is Jeff. We watched The Toxic Avenger, the classic, classic trauma film that mm -hmm. probably, I would say, the trauma film that more people have seen. Yeah, I would say of, of the uh, of the big name trauma features that you're aware of, it is probably the most famous one. I mean, certainly because they, they did their, it's the one with the most sequels and the one that's got some other media attached to it. I, I remember being a kid and having a toy. Oh, yeah. A, a Toxic Avenger toy, yeah. For sure. I mean, we may as well say it at the beginning here. You, oh, you want? Yeah, go ahead. Yeah, if you go over to patreon.com slash system mastery and join us at the $5 level, our new TV mastery series that we are doing that starts today is 90s and 80s cartoons based on R-rated properties, mm -hmm. which includes, of course... The Toxic Crusaders, the cartoon based on this, The Toxic Avenger. Yes. And Toxic Avenger is a very hard R, tits and blood. <laughs> the hardest of R's. Yeah. I mean, you get all kinds of crazy gore and shit in this. Yeah. You got, you got nudity, you got gore, you got lots of slurs. Ooh, boy. You got some... The uh, the villains of this are, are cartoonishly villainous. Yeah. Uh, it's, uh, it's really something. It is not great. <laughs> I mean, it's a, it's an interesting film. I wouldn't say it's great. I would say it's interesting. It definitely has a life to it that tells a story. Oh, yes. Now, I did look up that apparently they're making a remake of this. Yes, there's currently a remake in development. With Elijah Wood in it. <laughs> is he going to play Melvin? I uh, No, I'm, I'm sure that's probably, what's his nuts, Tremblay who's in it. Oh, yeah, I got Jacob Tremblay, huh? And okay. uh, Dinklage is in it, which I assume is probably the mayor, let's say. It makes as much sense as anything else. Sure. <laughs> Maybe he's in it as the voice of Toxie. <laughs> I, I mean, <laughs> we'll get into it on the other side of the break. Uh, the... Uh, yeah, I think just saying, without any spoilers before we get into that, yeah, uh, yeah, this is very, if you know anything about trauma, this is very trauma, uh, lots of, you know, we spent our budget on gross special effects, mm -hmm. so, you know, heads exploding and... Uh, I'm sure I don't know what you're talking about. I know trauma as the producers of My Dinner with Andre. <laughs> That's what I know them as. That's real. <laughs> I mean, they're one of the producers of My Dinners with Andre. My Dinner with Andre. My Dinners with My Andre. sequel. <laughs> Lots of tits and blood in that. Yeah. yeah. Wallace Shawn just motorboating. Just... <laughs> <laughs> oh, there's coke in here. <laughs> no, but but they were one of the producing teams behind My Dinner with Andre. That's a real thing. God bless them. <laughs> uh, so, yeah. Uh, definitely, even for... One of those indie horror comedy things, like, it's it's very grainy, mm -hmm. it's very feels low budget, but yeah. honestly, 
Troma is one of the few companies that manages to lean into that hard enough that you're like, I'm fine with it. It doesn't, like... It is cheap, but fun cheap rather than cheap and shitty. Yeah, I mean, basically, I I wouldn't necessarily put the two on the same plane, but I would say that the thing it always reminds me of is early John Waters stuff. Oh, okay. Where you can tell that it's it's done a little cheaply, but with a lot of gusto, a lot of love from the whole cast and crew. Everyone's just... You can tell that... The, I would say the big thing that you can tell about both early John Waters movies and trauma films like this one is no one says no. Ah. If someone comes and is like, I think my random minor character should be an a, an obvious Nazi. And they're like, there's no good reason for that, but fuck, sure. sure. Can I pay you $10 less? You can be a Nazi. <laughs> <laughs> I mean, it is definitely one of those things where every single actor in this has made a choice yes. about their character. Yes. <laughs> and no one says no. That's I think that's the whole thing. Lloyd Kaufman always says yes. He's like, yeah, whatever. Sure, God bless it. If And... I mean, I'll say this for as cheap and awful as it is, boy, do the actors commit to the bit. Oh, yeah. 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 I'm not even willing to go as far as to say this movie is awful. This movie is heartfelt and stupid. No. I mean, honestly, the uh, <laughs> the terrible slurs that exist. Oh, there is this, that. There is a real problem with some slurs. Yeah. is one of the things where I'm like, yeah, I assume this getting made today is not going to have that. Uh but, you know, it is definitely one of those things where when you're watching it, you're like, oof, ouch. Oh, I forgot when this was made. Hey, 1984. <laughs> nice. <laughs> hey there. Yeah, yeah. Uh, I mean, personally, I'm a, I, I like Troma. That I like knowing it exists. I don't really like any of their movies, but I like knowing they're out there. They have launched a million careers. <laughs> like, more than, more, way more than you'd think. This one, for example, launched the career of Marissa Tomei. Ah. This is her first movie. She was in this? Uh-huh. Where? Okay, so, I mean, you want to do that on the other side of the break? Because it's it's a, a, a kill scene. Oh, okay. Yeah, well, we'll do uh, the big secret reveal on the other side of the break. Yeah, we're going to play a little music and come back with the full spoilerific review and reveal of where Marissa Tomei is in The Toxic Avenger. Toxic Crusaders, Toxic Crusaders. I had no friends, no girls that helped me till I got radio. And it is time, time now, time enough at last. <laughs> so she's um, Marissa Tomei is girl in blue towel in this. And you see her during one of the scenes where Toxie is chasing around someone he intends to kill. And she just screams. And that's all she does. Yeah. There's, she's in an earlier scene as well, walking away from the camera and still wearing that blue towel. So I assume she was there for like a day. Oh, and they just yeah. shot like two scenes. And they're like, you can be an extra in these two scenes. And your your outfit is this blue towel. Yep, there you go. <laughs> I mean, I looked up the picture and I was like, oh, all right. Did not look like Marissa Tomei at all. There's a reason I wasn't like, oh, hey, look. <laughs> no, if anything, she kind of looks like, what's her name? Felicia something or other from Sleepaway Camp. Just because she's got wet 80s hair. Maybe. I think, And, boy, yeah, and is wearing a towel, which <laughs> I, yeah. But yeah, that's, <laughs> it's her first movie appearance. Great. Yeah. <laughs> God bless you, Troma, you independent goofball place that launched so many careers. So many. Not just, I mean, I know people talk about James Gunn all the time as having been a Troma uh, beginner. Yeah. But so was J.J. Abrams. 
Like his first directorial, as far as I know, his first directorial debut was Troma's Night Beast. Nice. <laughs> Love it. I might be wrong. There may be something before that. But like I, uh, for another one, another directorial one would be Trey Parker and Matt Stone. Uh, Troma produced Cannibal the Musical. Did they? Yeah. Huh. I so, didn't know that. that yeah. That they so did that. they're uh, like I said. I'm 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 inherently fascinated by this film collective. That it's some place out in the shittiest part of New York that you can afford a warehouse in. Yeah. But I just I just love that it exists. Oh yeah. I, one of my favorite things I've ever read was a dude who like got a job was offered a job on a trauma production and just his story of having to catch a, a series of buses to get out there every day and <laughs> and the weird shit that would be happening every time he walked in and the things they were demanding of him it was amazing <laughs> <laughs> they're like you have to provide a suit he's like i have one suit i am a poor actor living in new york they're like wear it so he wore a suit to work the next day and they're like now writhe around in that fake blood and get your suit clean to be back here tomorrow <laughs> Because we're going to do it again, except there's going to be a lot of naked ladies in the fake blood. All right. <laughs> well. So, anyway. Uh, the Toxic Avenger. Toxic Avenger. Now, this is a, uh, a movie. I have not watched a lot of trauma films. Mm-hmm. Uh, in fact, I think I've only ever watched the beginning of two of them, this being one of them. Mm-hmm. It was the other Cannibal the Musical? Is that? Oh, no. Uh, I've seen all of Cannibal the Musical. I just don't consider it a trauma film. <laughs> My Dinner with Andre? <laughs> Technically not a trauma film. They just provided production services. Yeah, I, and also I haven't seen it. The other okay. one being, I think it was just, it was it had trauma in the name, and I can't remember the name of it. Tromeo and Juliet. Probably or, that yeah, one. Yeah, that's the, that's the James Gunn one. But I've watched the beginning of this one which rewatching it now i was like oh yeah i remember i watched the first 5 minutes of this might have been tromius and cressida <laughs> <laughs> uh, <sighs> great you got any more in there antroma and cleopatra is that, is that something am i getting anywhere I, I think i'm getting farther away <laughs> <laughs> titus andro tromicus 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 I mean, I'm getting not only am I getting farther away, but I'm getting the less recognizable Shakespeare properties, which I feel like is going to eventually ah. hurt the process. <laughs> much, much ado about Troma? The Two Gentlemen of Vertroma? <laughs> okay. Is that one good? I'll take it. I'll take Let's, that one. Hey, Lloyd Kaufman, let us produce and make that movie. The Two Gentlemen of Vertroma. We're on it. <laughs> we, we are the two gentlemen. Uh-huh. Now put some ladies with tits around us. And, yeah, just a bunch of know. naked ladies writhing in fake blood. We'll figure it out from there. It's fine. <laughs> As you can see, we've already got the base pitch down. <laughs> uh, so this movie starts with a... <laughs> 1950s sci-fi cheapy narration yeah i mean the same kind of voiceover that you would get from those because it's the voice of like and now let me tell you a story about a young man named melvin our story concerns melvin ferb and you're like oh i know exactly what this is the only difference is that it's it's just a voiceover it's not like you know a guy walks out with a salt and pepper beard and like a lab coat he's like hello I am a scientist with a crystal radio that lets me communicate with the dead. You know, (laughs) (laughs) why is Vincent Price in this movie? It's just the way it always is. All of those movies waste the first eight minutes on that shit because it's cheap to film. Oh, yeah. You just get your beardiest guy on your cast and go out there and be like, our story today concerns several teenagers who partied too hard. (laughs) 
<laughs> All right, Maurice LaMarche. <laughs> I wish. <laughs> that dude's rad. <laughs> I'm just saying, this movie opens with that same kind of feeling of a guy who's like, you know, stentorian into- intonation. Oh, yes. of like, just like, let you know. me tell you a story that must be told about a man named Melvin. Yeah. And now, the tragic tale of what happened to him. I would say the weirdest thing about this movie overall, and this is a very fucking weird movie, uh, is that that is just the voice that they use for the Toxic Avenger later. Yeah, it's no, just, it's, just, it's just it's him talking. Yeah, um, it's him doing the narration of his own story. But between the fact that they don't tell you that, and the fact that they are very afraid to show you the Toxic Avenger mask for the first three quarters of this film. Yeah, and the first time he talks, it's off screen. You're just like, I'm sorry, I don't know what came over me, and you're like. What the f- did the narrator just start talking? What the, <laughs> the fuck Oops. was <laughs> that? Uh, was fucked up. I'm sorry. I didn't mean to show you this. This is filth. <laughs> <laughs> this is garbage, trash. I say. <laughs> Let's just watch masterpiece theater. <laughs> it's it's a very it's a it's a jarring moment when the when the the Toxic Avenger character first talks because you're like, who the fuck is talking? Who's why is the narrator back? <laughs> What's he apologizing for? <laughs> but yeah, he tells the story that. You know, this is Tromaville, a, a town in New York where um, everything result, revolves around a health club. Everything is corrupt. Everyone's a weird piece of shit. It is a town uh, most well known for having the most and biggest uh, chemical waste dump. Mm-hmm. Uh, and that's sort of the setting of this is here's a shitty town in New York. And you're like, great, cool. Mm hmm. Uh, and the health club is going to be the main place where everything, you know, happens because that's the set that they have. Uh huh. <laughs> so and the health club is just a big collection of stereotypes. Now, one thing I want to say, cause we're going to open and God knows I've seen enough eighties horror movies set in health clubs counting this one. I've seen three oh. <laughs> because I've also seen, I don't know, death spa. And then at least one other, this one, I gotta be honest, as far as murder, gory kills in health spas goes, Far and above the best one. Oh, if you like to watch gory shit happen in a, in a gym, this is the fo- the film to watch. This is the one for you. Yeah. Because um, the other ones are like, oh, the killer uses a big safety pin. Like, why? It's in a gym. Kill people with gym stuff. Why would you set it here then? <laughs> set it in a changing room. Uh, but as we, the thing about these 80s gym movies is it's basically an excuse to pan across a bunch of tits and spandex. Pretty much. Uh, and, pe- and and ladies doing like leg squats so that they're stretching their legs over and over again. Yeah, that's that you you get a good ten minutes of that shit that that B roll and your 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 eighty minute movie is already one eighth done. Yeah, I mean, it's all just we're gonna have the best looking people we can find mm-hmm. work out, and then you know a couple of jokes where there's a fat lady and here's two homosexuals <laughs> and the thing i wanted to get to is yes there is a scene of like a bunch of people doing aerobics and there's a fat lady in the aerobics group and as she turns around to comedically reveal that she is a fat lady she is also ha- has bags uh, a bag of chips in one hand and like a hershey bar in the other and she's just sort of vaguely shimmering shimmying to the moves and not really doing them and then yeah there's a couple of shirtless gay dudes uh, that are just pure stereotype and amazingly show up like four or five more times. Yep. They're just, they get, everyone gets business. <laughs> Look, if you are remotely distinct, yeah. if you can be picked out from a lineup, mm. you get business. As far as I can, this is the thing. Like I keep saying, I love Troma Studios because if you show up for day two of filming, you're a star. <laughs> Baby. If you show up for day one, you're an extra. You're probably never coming back. You run away screaming. You go back to New York where you belong. Uh, 
if you show up for day two, they're like, oh, you came back? You get business. Here, <laughs> give him some lines. Bring in the line machine. <laughs> hey, uh, we've decided you hate tacos. Go. <laughs> you're like, what? <laughs> Do it. Lines, baby. And it's, it, it, I mean, those things aren't the best. The fat lady, the gay guys, that's just 80 stereotype bullshit. But one thing I did want to point out is that as we're panning our way across the hot people of the gym, we get a lot of beefcake. Yeah. It's not just it's not just ladies. I was impressed. We saw a bunch of dudes spreading leg. I haven't seen that in trying to sell dudes show uh, crotches as sexy. Who does that? No, nah, man, we get everyone, like I said, we get any attractive person they could find is yep. like you're working out. You are if you're a dude, you are shirtless and you got the shortest shorts we can find. Mm-hmm. If you are a lady, we have a leotard that is up your vagina. Uh-huh. And that is it. <laughs> It has moved in up there. There's a, <laughs> there's a tiny city. <laughs> that leotard is paying rent. <laughs> so uh, we get a lot of that, and we're still getting the narrator along with this song that you're going to hear too much in the movie. Nah. Um, but meet our hero, Melvin Ferb, and it's just like the dorkiest guy they could find Yep, to, to play the role. And he's doing a... I, I'm really glad when he gets turned into the Toxic Avenger, because... He has definitely been told to play the R word. Yes, indeed. He uh, he's rough to watch. Mm-hmm. And I'll say this: I <sighs> there's him going around mopping, and he's the mop boy for the gym. Yes, and I love the introduction of our. S- sort of co-villains of this film. There's pl- uh, just about everybody in the movie is bad guys. So yeah, we have a couple of main ones, and the main gym ones are the ones we're about to talk about. Yeah, yeah. And I want to say, uh, the introduction of them, I love, mm-hmm. and I love that they commit so hard to all of them being the worst. Yes, like it's not just oh yeah, they're the these two guys, and they're the the absolute worst and their ladies are just there and they go along with it. Like, no, the ladies are, if anything, goading them into being more awful. And they get way worse than you think they're going to. At the start of the movie, you're like, oh, I get it. They're like high school, college bullies or something. They're like, ah, look at this nerd. Let's let's tease the nerd. We're going to shove the mop boy around and be like, how dare you get near me? Oh, I'm getting stressed. Yeah, the the main villain guy's thing is that he is... He's like straight up a, a murderous, abusive terror, uh, and he keeps saying that his reason for doing so is that he's a stressed out guy. Yeah. So he's always like, I'm getting stressed. I got to kill a kid. This is <laughs> Bozo and Slug are mm-hmm. our two guys. Yeah. And Bozo is the I'm stressed one, which I love that that is his business, and the actor for that commits so hard yeah. to delivering every line. <laughs> Meanwhile, Slug, you're going to spend your entire time watching him being like, is that Corey Feldman? Yes, and, indeed. And, and Thank then, you for saying and, it. And then you're going to be like, wait, it can't be fucking Corey Feldman. It's 1984 and he looks like he's 30. That that can't be right. Is, yeah. it, is that Corey Feldman's dad? <laughs> no, Corey Feldman's dad is mental problems. It, it's got to be something else. <laughs> is that Corey Feldman's cousin? Is it his shitty older brother? Holy is that why Corey Feldman is the way he is? <laughs> Because he had one of those shitty stoned older brothers who never left the house. And was in a trauma movie. He <laughs> was in one trauma movie once, and then lived off the residuals of that and his collection of Playboy posters on the walls. <laughs> had a box he told you was poison ninja darts in his room, but never let you see inside it. Uh, was he one of those? Uh, that slug mm-hmm. for you. The Corey Feldman of this. 
He's even got the headband. Yeah. <laughs> oh. But they, of course, push him around, and they're like, oh, if you get near me again, mop boy, I'm going to shove that mop right down your throat. I was amazed they went with down your throat. Right? <laughs> as soon as they, I'm going to shove that mop, and I'm like, here we go. All right, this is this is the beginning of it. <laughs> down your throat. I was like, what? No, that doesn't. Hang huh. on. Interesting <laughs> you choice. You don't want to do two takes on that? <laughs> <laughs> Up your nose. No, oh, hold on. Really? This is, huh? You are a child murderer. <laughs> Yeah, but I'm not crass. (laughs) (laughs) Well, yeah. One of my favorite things in here when, because, you know, as we have mentioned, these are murderers. Mm -hmm. We see later that uh, they go out and they are driving around in a car that has like those. World War II airplane markings to show that your kills. Yeah. So they've got like, you know, an old person and a baby carriage and whatnot with X's over the dogs. Yeah, that kind of thing. And they're like, "Yeah, we're gonna we're gonna go and let's explain the rules and how many points we get for all the various minorities that Ooh. we are going to now say the worst things for." And I had to watch this pretty quiet because I had a sleepy kid in the next room, so I had the subtitles on. And I gotta tell you, the subtitles are embarrassed to be attached to this movie because the worst things that people say in it, which are all racial slurs, are suddenly inaudible. <laughs> it just goes. Nope. Because they give the uh, the the big villain lady. They give her the the big slur line where she has to explain that this slur is worth uh, these these next four slurs are worth twenty points, but Puerto Ricans those are worth thirty five points. And I was like, uh, thank you for just saying Puerto Ricans. Ah, uh, you didn't <laughs> know a slur for Puerto Ricans apparently. <laughs> that or you had already used all of your slurs up and you couldn't <laughs> think of more. I was like, thank you for just saying Puerto Ricans is the capstone, so I can effectively explain this bit this bit of the fucking movie movie yeah but when it, the first four when she was listing off these four slurs it was just like inaudible this is and, and there's a point later when toxic avenger himself says a horribly racist thing yeah uh and, and, and once again it's the only line he has in the movie that's inaudible yeah. <laughs> uh, i think he just it's just the the no ticky no laundry line yeah yeah woof which uh you don't want to hear anyone say that and oof uh but you know it's the one time he says that and it's also the one time he gets the inaudible like the person around the captions is like no i'm passing on this nope blank (laughs) (laughs) but they're they're out in a car looking to run people down yeah and of course both of the girls are like yes i'm into it i need you to kill someone hell slug's girlfriend begged to go oh there was a whole scene there's a three minute scene of her begging to go she's like if you guys are driving tonight you have to take me with you it gets me so horny when you kill people yeah and so i mean i i think that that might as well be the 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 next scene we even talk about it is it's basically the next scene after the after, after they scream at him and and they do this whole thing where they scream at melvin for being anywhere near them and then when he's like i'm sorry they scream at him for talking to them yeah uh, and you know that, yeah, again, the main villains, the whole deal where he's like, I can't deal with this. I'm getting stressed. Like, and he, it doesn't do anything. He just screams until other people call him down, calm him down. And it is an interesting choice. It is a, it is a very great choice. And his level of commitment when he's driving the car, he's just like, yeah, yeah, I'm going to hit the kid. Yeah. I'm like, God, this guy is just into this. Baby, do I get points if I graze him? No, <laughs> that's right. Yeah, so it's that kind of shit. And so they murder a kid on a bike. Yep. And and as they run over his head and splatter his brains all over the pavement, and again, very gory movie, the two women get out of the car and run over to take Polaroids of it. Uh, 
talking about how hot this is getting them. Yes. They're like, oh, yeah. Like, they hit the kid, and then he's like, yeah. And then they're like, the one slug's girlfriend in the back is like, you don't get full points. He's still moving. <laughs> so, yeah, everyone in this car is the worst. Mm-hmm. But <laughs> the the great joke here, of course, is as soon as they finish and they get back in after taking all the pictures and everything, they're like, yeah, let's go find someone else. And Slug goes, no, I have to go home. I'm getting up early. And they're like, what? That's bullshit. And he's like, I got church tomorrow. And all of them solemnly go, oh, yeah, okay, yes. That makes sense, yes. And I'm like, that's a great joke Mm -hmm. for everyone to be so committed to being the worst person possible and then be like, I'm sorry, I can't go murder again. I got church tomorrow. And then we cut to, just to establish that this is not a safe city to be in, we get the she- the scene where there's these three dumb thugs hanging out in a group, and they're, they've are they been instructed by a big bad villain who we don't know yet, but will turn out to be the mayor, um, it, it, to bribe a, the one good cop in town. Nope, that's not until after we get the Toxic Avenger. Oh, I thought that, I thought there were two scenes with them threatening that cop, and then later they, they show up to threaten him again, and that's when the Toxic Avenger rescues them. Nope, just the one long-ass scene of okay, that. Okay, that's fine. <laughs> so in, in, then we can skip that. After they run down the kid, we go right back to the health club. Yep. They see they just see the, to- the the Melvin kid again, like through a window. I think they're like playing squash or something. Yeah, and they see him and they're like, oh, we gotta fuck with that guy. I can't, I can't I let him exist so much. <laughs> and then they're like, ooh, I've got uh, an idea of what we can do. Mm-hmm. I'll go ahead and do a prank on him. Meanwhile, a truck is driving through town with a bunch of open barrels, open toxic waste barrels. Yeah. And they get near the health club, and they're like, man, we've been driving for two hours. Let's pull over and stop. And I'm like, you're kind of terrible. Yeah. And the other Only guy's like, hours. I don't want to. The guy driving is like, I don't want to pull over and stop. We've only been driving like two hours. And the first one, uh, first guy to talk is like, but I got a huge bag of Coke. He's <laughs> like, ooh, stops the truck. <laughs> so this truck has pulled out outside, <laughs> the, outside health the health club. Yeah. Just like stopped in front of the entrance yes yeah just to set up the physical gag that's going to happen in a minute yeah um and then the deal is that uh the i I can't remember either of the girlfriend's names no it's i want to say something with a j maybe julie julie sure but she's she's gonna go seduce melvin which mostly melvin is played so comically dumb that, that at first i can't tell if he's seduced or if he's just trying to be helpful oh yeah Because, you know, when they're like, hey, Melvin, you should come over here. And he's like, okay. Yeah, like, like, I don't even want to do Melvin impressions. Because, like I said, whoever directed this was like, yeah, just act like one of them you knows. You you, you, (laughs) You know. You see him walking around some group sometimes. And he's, I'm Gilbert Gottfried. (laughs) (laughs) I got my start directing movies for trauma. (laughs) Why wouldn't he? It makes perfect. More sense than J.J. Abrams. (laughs) uh but But yeah she's just like meet me in the locker rooms at seven i've i hate bozo now Mm. and i want to get with you but you have to wear pink well yeah it's two parts at first she's just like meet me in this locker room and he shows up like stole with the mop and everything he's like okay what can i do to help you like i I, i'm sure he's got a crush on her so he wants to go maybe for that but he i don't think he thinks it's sex i think he's just like she's got a problem and needs my help yeah and then when she when this is when she's like 
I just want to have sex with you. I'm seducing you. As you can see, I am wearing a pink bikini. You need to wear this pink clown tutu thing. Yeah. A polka dot uh, leotard and a tutu because pink gets me real horny. Mm -hmm. And if you put on your pink, I'll take off my pink. Yeah, which is just one of the many excuses in this movie for one of the two lead actress, uh, a- actresses to take their tops off. Yeah. Because both of them are just like, uh, whatever. You can just see them kind of shrugging off stage like, yeah, there you go. Eh. <laughs> Somehow the one playing Toxic Avengers girlfriend is for, is uh, denied this oh, yeah. requirement. You keep thinking it's going to happen. <laughs> and yet never. <laughs> but yeah, she just is like, here's my boobs. Okay, I'll see, you in the, I'll see you in the pool where the lights are off. Come on in there in that pitch dark pool room in your to-do, and I'll have sex with you. That's and, right. Yeah. And so he goes in, starts making out with a sheep. Yep. She, she has a sheep in there. A sheep that she has put lipstick on for s- and a bra. That's so much extra work. It's so much extra work. And then has also invited. Like, pick your target, you know? You got to <laughs> d- decide what your prank is. Because it's enough to be like, this guy thinks he's going to make out with me, but then I'm going to turn the lights on and everyone from the health club is going to be here laughing at him. That's good enough. The The, the sheep is gilding. Eh. The, she- <laughs> the sheep is mostly just like a, huh, wonder where you got that from. <laughs> Whose job was the sheep? And also, man, Melvin, you didn't notice that a sheep was there? No, he literally has a line that's like, oh, Julie, you're so soft. <laughs> But yes, he goes in there, he can't see anything, and then they turn the lights on and the entire health club is there laughing at him. Everyone. So if you thought that some of the side characters might not be bad guys, like the two gay dudes or the fat lady, nah, they're all there laughing at him. Everyone who you had possibly seen earlier is also there. That said, this- And then they chase him like a mob. Yes. But that said, all the people who are here are merely complicit, and in this, this since this was a setup and knockdown revenge movie, uh, it's only against the four. So, like, later on when he has a chance to murder, like, that random fat lady, he just goes, I'm sorry, ma'am. Goodbye. Yeah. No. So. He only he only kills the evil. These people just suck. They just incidentally <laughs> suck. <laughs> but they chase him and chase him, and he's just screaming. He doesn't know what's going on. He's just confused and scared and embarrassed. And then he goes out a window. Yep. And head first right into one of those barrels of toxic waste. Mm-hmm. And then uh, everyone sees him covered in toxic waste writhing on the floor screaming and they're like huh all right well i guess and like, we did Bozo's it just like ah he's faking <laughs> yeah i still i'm not done kicking his ass yet he's faking it get up faker and everyone else is like no i think we're done here i mean this no, i'm pretty sure he's gonna die he's definitely about to die i mean he's screaming in pain and rolling on the floor and he just went through a glass window oh yeah and a cop shows up to be like all right, move back, move back. Let me help Touch- this shitty nerd. Touches him, and then his hands catch on fire, and then Melvin runs away, also on fire. Mm-hmm. And this is one of the times they cut to, like, classical music. There's a few, like, Flight of the Valkyries tripe, type, uh, mu- not tripe, type music drops. Flight of the Valkyries rules. What am I saying? <laughs> yeah. I'll call it tripe. Um, worst of the meats. <laughs> <laughs> the shittiest meat. <laughs> I mean, in... in- Several different ways that you could say that. <laughs> Who else has fallen for the menudo trick? You know, we're like not used to menudo, didn't grow up with it. And you try it and you have like that chunk of hexagon meat in your mouth. And you're like, what the fuck? What is this? How is this so structured? What am I? Oh, no. What is this? Ah, <laughs> I see you got the prize. <laughs> Tastes wonderful, but the texture, oof. Anyway, um, yeah, he he's screaming. He's in pain. He runs home. 
and uh, gets his mom is here, but not a super important character. He gets in a bath, and we had a bunch of cool special effects shots of him like bubbling and mutating and changing shape. Yeah, just and, skin turning into pustules and exploding. And enjoy it because for the next thirty minutes after this, they are embarrassed about the mask, and so you don't see it. Yeah. <laughs> So this is their chance to replace uh, our geeky little Melvin with whoever it is that uh, Mitch Cohen, who plays the actual Toxic Avenger. Yeah. Yeah. Almost nobody has an IMDb picture from this movie. Almost. Yeah. Unless you're Marissa Tomei. (laughs) It'd be great if that was the IMDb picture she used. Here's me in a towel in 1984. I'm just screaming at a nerd. <laughs> and she's just scared. She's not being mean or anything. No. Because it's the Toxic Avengers she's screaming at. But yeah, they, they replace we replace Melvin the actor with Mitch Cohen uh, and also overdubbed by whoever the narrator is. What? <laughs> from this point forward, nothing he says matches up with his mouth. Wow. <laughs> uh, so yeah, we get a cool special effect transformation scene, which is fun. But now it is time for us to go meet our three local thugs, uh, Scarface, Knuckles, and Nipples? Yeah, well, the third one is, is uh, I want to say, a cross-dressing. cross-dresser. Yeah. I didn't know which label to you, but yeah, it's cross-dressing. Yep. And, oof, oh boy. Yep. Not- Again, there's some problems in this movie. <laughs> this was made in 1984. Now, I, yeah, uh, as Jeff was mentioning before, they have been paid by their boss, who we don't know as of this scene is the town's corrupt mayor, but it is. Yeah. And they're like, oh, uh, we got to pay off Officer O'Clancy mm-hmm. and he's the only good cop in town. Yeah. And hopefully if he takes this like $700 bribe or whatever we've got, mm-hmm. then that'll be like the last cop who's not on our side. Yeah. And then we can run this town. And if he doesn't take it, then we beat him up real bad. Yeah. Then we'll fuck him up. And, you know, they show up to, and he's like, all right, what are you idiots doing here? And they're like, here's money. You work for us now. And he's like, some money in his pocket. He's like, that's the worst bribe in the world. I'm not taking that. Uh, Get the fuck out of here. <laughs> and they're like, I were hope we were hoping you'd say that. And he immediately pulls his gun on them, but they bat it away and start beating the crap oh, out yeah, of them. Oh, yeah, because he pulls his gun and it's like, you know, a maybe 34 inches from them. And they're just like, flap. <laughs> yeah. And then they start punching him and so on. Well, at least Scarface and Knuckles do. Uh, Nipple spends most of their time uh, vamping. Yeah. Just going, ooh, and so on. Not not fun. I mean, the thing is, as soon as they do get into the fight, mm-hmm. like... Nipple straight- turns out to be like a martial artist. Yeah, yes. just straight doing, like, you know, spinning kicks and shit. And I was yeah. like, oh, neat. Like, it's pretty clear like, they all the minor thug fight villains they cast in this are like, oh, I know how to do some basic kick maneuvers. I'm prob- I'm, I'm guessing most of the people playing villains in this are stuntmen. Oh, yeah. They were just like, well, just use stuntmen. It's easy. They can act. It's fine. It's fine. If they look weird, no big deal. We'll put a bunch of weird makeup on them and have them dress like they're in the fucking Joker's Wild Gang. <laughs> Which that guy, great. Yes. Uh, but at this point, the Toxic Avenger shows up and... Inherently, as we will learn, he has an instinctive ability to suss out the evil and mash evil. That's right. He has not just a compulsion to, like, beat up bad guys or a moral idea that he wants to beat up bad guys. 
he has some extra sensory thing where as soon as he gets around someone evil, he's like, well, I lose my mind and I have to murder them. Yep. They got, he's got to murder them in the grossest way he can come up with. Uh, and he doesn't even need to. He just knows they're evil. Yep. So he, he gets this ability, which will show up later as an, an interesting twist in the film. Uh, but yeah, here he just starts ripping these dudes apart, like tearing parts of their faces off. And Oh, yeah. He is just, you know, like punching people so their nose cave in, mm-hmm. ripping, you know, body parts off. He cracks two of their heads together so you can see their brains. Yep. Uh, Knuckles or Cigar Face is going to be the only one who survives. Knuckles and Nipples die. Yeah, they both they get their heads caved in against each other. Yeah. Uh, Cigar Face gets his nose torn off. And uh, his nuts used as a punching bag for a little while. Yes. Uh, and then the other two die, and Scarface is lying uh, dead on the ground. The the cop, O'Clancy, who's still there, is like, what the hell? He's like, terrified. And this is our first time to hear the voice where he's like, I'm sorry, officer. I don't know what came over me. <laughs> I, just, I just sensed evil and had to do that. I hope you're okay. Goodbye. Have a nice evening. <laughs> but he can't see him talking, and he's only being filmed from the shoulders down. So you're just like, what the fuck? Who's- and because it's so very 80 yard in because there's no way you're going to be able to do those lines like that in that mask yeah like it sounds like the narrator still because it's just coming from somewhere vaguely off screen right it sounds like some here comes dr tran bullshit where it's just like <laughs> i'm sorry officer o'clancy that was fucked up <laughs> he is a man of action what the fuck <laughs> So yeah, the uh, <laughs> this is our first scene of the Toxic Avenger doing that. He kind of wanders around. He tries to go back home, and his mom freaks out and slams the door. Mm-hmm. He's like, "Oh, what will I do? Oh, Ma, it is me. It is Melvin, your baby boy." And so he goes down to the dump and cleans up and makes a nice little place for himself. Yeah, he gives, he builds himself a little junkyard clubhouse. Yep, and there he will be, and that. Uh, is when we go find out about our, I think, our mayor being the one who is... Mayor Del Goody or something like yeah. that, yeah. And he's uh, he's a super huge fat guy, and he is evil, and he wants corruption, and he's got Officer Himmel, mm-hmm. the chief of police who is also a Nazi. Just a clear Nazi. And weirdly, not the only strong, thick, stereotyped German accent in this. There's two of those guys. One of them is the obvious Nazi in charge of the police force. The other one is like a, a scientist who shows up to town to try and explain the, the toxic Avenger monster that, that is ravaging the town. Yep. Where he's just like, he is inextricably drawn to attack the evil. <laughs> As we can see. Yeah. It's just like, what? Why do we do it? Why do we have so many like thick German accent guys? In? Okay. Uh, because it's the one accent those guys knew how to they do. They both showed up and were like, uh, can I do a German accent? Yes. <laughs> like, well, the first guy who showed up and asked already took uh Nazi, so you're gonna have to pick something else. Uh can I be ex Nazi Nazi rocket scientist? Sure. <laughs> Floyd Kaufman's just got a big sign in front of the door that's like uh, above the door that says yes. <laughs> Don't make to- me tap the sign. <laughs> I will agree to anything. Uh but yeah, they're like, oh, a couple of our guys got taken out. No, oh no. Uh, we would have had even more drug money for you if it wasn't for that. Mm-hmm. And he's like, ah, I want that guy, that thing dead. We're going to kill that thing. We're going to kill that 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 monster thing. This is the mayor. And everyone's like, you mean capture it? He's like, no. No. 
<laughs> capture it. Then I got to figure out what it's doing. I got to figure out what to do with it and why. Uh, mostly it seems to just be killing my dude, so nah. Yeah, he does not, but this is our introduction to him and the fact that he is, his big plan at the moment is to further sell, uh, dumping rights in town. Oh, yes. He's about to, like, sell, uh, We're gonna take the beachfront property near the water, which is where our current dump site is. Mm -hmm. We're going to pave that over, sell toxic, uh, like, ground- at a premium for beachfront property, mm-hmm. and then move the dump 20 feet from the town's water supply. Yeah. So he's just comically evil, and in every scene, he's always got a sandwich in one hand and a prostitute in the other hand. Yeah, there are always at least two women dancing Behind anywhere him. in a scene that he is in. Yeah, and in in that way where it's like when uh, Marge was dancing on the porch when Homer was imagining himself as a man who owns land. <laughs> so there's just these two women behind him in lingerie at all times doing like basic 60s Vogue moves. <laughs> uh, and now we get, I mean, most of this is just extended revenge stuff yes but does, we, we've started the revenge cycle we do get of course the, the taco shop scene yeah the other thing we get is the setup for one of the kills when um i want to say stacy and julie are the two girls i think it's it might be wanda oh wanda and Ju- but, yeah but wanda okay so wanda's slug's girlfriend yeah now she's got the polaroids of the of the murdered kid they got they, they killed the other day and she's like oh god these get me so hot so she's gonna go to the sauna with this collection of polaroids of kid brains and masturbate that's her plan she's gonna jerk off to these dead kid pictures uh great excuse for her of course to get her boobs out yeah of course uh and then we see a hunched over figure in in shambling rags make its way through the gym going like kind of stuff and you're like Oh, it's a setup. Look at that. And of course, it's her boyfriend who routinely likes to dress up as the Elephant Man and <sighs> do an Elephant Man impression. Yep. Where he's like, I am not an animal. He's doing like the actual, I'm a mop boy. Yeah, you know, he's that gimmick. Uh, and then they, they have sex right there. They have to have sex right now. But oh, th- that that happened before he got turned into the talk. Never mind. Never mind. I forgot I said that. So anyway, set up that she's going to sauna and that's where she's going to get murdered later. Yep. Yep. Then we, yeah, we could do the fucking taco shop scene, which is insane. This is three people coming to a taco shop in order to rob it. Mm -hmm. And they are the most disparate group of people from, it looks like three different gangs had a, (laughs) like, a. I don't know, member swap opportunity. <laughs> and they were like, all right, we got someone from a Joker gang. We got someone who's from like, uh, feels like a music based, the warriors type gang. Uh-huh. And then a random psychopath. <laughs> <laughs> and it's not just that either. This scene is a bunch of new extras. Cause we're in a taco store instead of a, uh, a gym. So there's just a million people in here, and they're all, like, eating in gross ways, and everything's a, a, a quick, gross-out sight gag, where you're like, I'm ordering tacos, and then, like, the guy working behind the counter, like, puts a cigarette out on the tacos and hauls a flask out from between his nuts and takes a big <laughs> swig of it. Yeah. And, uh, you know, we get a whole gross thing with the milkshake machine, everything's where it's just, just, like, flying all over the place, yeah, and someone's covered in milkshake. Nasty and filthy. That's We just want to establish that. But then these three, like... Bring other gang members to work day. People show, and I can't even stress how much the one from the Joker gang is ridiculous looking. Like he's and wearing he is 
almost certainly, outside of Marissa Tomei, the one who has done the most work. Really? He is in every action film. Because ah. he is straight up like, do you want to do a Van Damme film? He is in that shit. All right. Are you doing a Schwarzenegger film? He is in that shit. Is that because he's a stunt cord, a stunt person? Is that? Uh, I mean, yeah, he is. he is one of those people who's like, do you need someone who is looks kind of intimidating and is muscular and can fight? Here you go. Yeah. Here's this guy. So he is wearing dancer tights, like Harlequin dancer tights, but only on the bottom half. Uh, so red and black. Uh, his face has one. He's shirtless. Shirtless. One half of his face full black. The other half uncolored, but with a red heart on it and a hole in the black where there's a spade. Uh, and so he's dressed like an evil card man. Yeah. He is from the Royal Flush Gang. Yeah. It's, we got like the, a 10 from the Royal Flush Gang. Plus, like, a random dude who looks like he was from The Stand, who's just sort of a, a generic shotgun rapist. And then the leader, who's like this dude, like, regular looking, like, guy from a black uh, black gang, but he's got a lot of weird face paint on. Yeah, he has he has the Warriors yes. face paint. He's got, like, weird lines, on like, around his eyes, and he's just like, hey, everybody, we're going to be robbing you today. And let me tell you who's robbing you. Over there on the shotgun, we got Leroy. Mm-hmm. And, of course, on the, on the register, we've got Wallace. And, of course, I'm your man, Frank. And I'll be playing on, and he gets a knife out, the stick. And I'm like, this is the most charismatic fucking robber I've ever seen. I love this guy. Yeah, but he, he starts with like, hey, if everyone shuts the fuck up and gives us their money, you all might make it out of here alive. And then one guy stands up and he's like, Hey, we'll all give you our money, uh, and then I just, could you just let everyone else go and keep me as a hostage? And they're like, no, and they no, shoot him right away. That's an idea. <laughs> hey, Frank, isn't that an idea? No, blam. <laughs> yeah. <laughs> so we're killing people. We're threatening little kids, and that's when uh, Frank decides. I think that's Frank, the one who's like the leader of the gang. No, that's. Oh no! Wait, yeah, it's Frank. Leroy and Frank and yeah. Rico. So when Frank's like, ah, a random blind lady is here, I will murder her dog and then rape her in front of everybody. I always wanted to cornhole a blind bitch. That's right, movie. (laughs) And He's right, but he shouldn't say it. (laughs) And that is when our hero, the Toxic Avenger, shows up to... Rip Frank's arm off and beat him with it. Mm-hmm. Uh, manages to kill uh, Rico, the the card man. No, no, uh, Leroy is the card man. Oh, okay. So kills. Yeah, he kills Rico. With, he he kills all three of them in food jokes. Oh yeah, he deep fries Rico's hands. Yes, he and he like ties a big pipe around him so he can't move, and then shoves the whole pipe into him aperture so that his hands are in a deep fryer up to the elbows. Yes. And then just leaves him there, and he passes out from pain and, I assume, eventually dies. Yeah, he uses the milkshake drill thing, the little bit to spin up your milkshake, Mm -hmm. on Leroy, the clown man. Yeah, by filling his mouth with milk and ice cream and then just jamming it in there so he blends the dude's mouth out. Yep. And then... In addition to ripping Frank's arm off and beating him with it, he also puts him in a pizza oven. Yes. And it's all just sight gags and an excuse for when the cops show up later to be like, oh, what do we got over here? A large order of fries extra dead. <laughs> I got a concrete mouth shake. Yeah. Just that shit. <laughs> yeah. It's just that kind of gags from from a couple of cops you never see again. And I assume they're corrupt because they're not O'Clancy. <laughs> <laughs> 
Uh. And then, of course, the blind lady who had her dog murdered in this, that's pretty horrific, where they're just like, I hate that dog, man. He just shotguns it across the room. Yeah. Now, that, of course, was a moment where I was like, how dare you? I can excuse the racism, but not killing an animal. (laughs) Excuse the racism? Plus the fact that when we cut back. But then they cut to the dog, and it's clearly fine and just lying down, and they just like put some intestines on its stomach and it's like, all right, <laughs> I'm a good dog. See, I thought that scene was worse than anything else because yeah, they just put some fake like intestine plastic on the top of the dog. But there is a scene when what, she thinks her dog's dead. Everyone in the room thinks her dog's dead. The, the, uh, the structure of the movie is that her dog is dead. Yes. And, and toxic Avengers like, Hey, uh, I can take you out of here, but we'll have to go out the back way. Cause you know, he doesn't want to get seen. He's a monster. Uh, and then they cut to the dog when she's like, they shot my dog, and the dog is alive and twitching. And it's it's such a short shot that you're like, oh, it's not dead yet. Ew. See, whereas uh. I saw it, and I'm like, oh, that dog is clearly just panting and is a good boy. <laughs> they just didn't Someone have has dead- told it to lie down, and yeah. it's like, okay. Yeah, they just didn't have dead dog money. So instead, they were like, here's a dead dog. And you're like, that dog is alive. That dog is just panting and fine. <laughs> <laughs> Yeah, <laughs> you put some intestines on its side, and you told it to lie down, and it did. It's a good dog. Normally, it would want to eat those deli- delicious intestines. Right? It had to be fake intestines. <laughs> that, or they were like, stay, mm-hmm. stay, okay, eat the intestines. <laughs> so <laughs> the so the blind lady, who I believe is Sarah, yep. uh, is the romantic lead interest for the Toxic Avenger. Yep, we get a whole, and what's f- the thing here where it's uh, a monster... But a blind lady can see the true beauty within him. Yes, uh, and also the hugeness of his giant mutant dick at one point. <laughs> but yeah, we get a whole montage of the two of them falling in love. It starts with a scene where they're back at and her place. And of course, place. a bunch of blind gags of like, yeah, she has oh, a thousand you can canes. go like, take a seat right over there and hits him in the junk with a cane. Yeah, a lot of the sight gags with Sarah are hitting the Toxic Avenger in the nuts. <laughs> yep. There's like three of those. Uh, her house has like 50 blind canes in it that she knocks all over when she comes in. We get the, the, the gag of like, watch out, there's a little ledge at the step. And then she trips over it because she doesn't have her dog. Yeah. It's just that. But then we switch from that into a montage of like 60, 50s TV romance where he's like, obviously, now that we've had we've uh, we've bonded and are a couple, you'll move in with me from your nice apartment into my weird garbage squat. Yeah. That's that's the move that should happen. Not me into here, you into the dump. <laughs> I assume you'll be taking my last name of Avenger. <laughs> uh. But she's like, can I feel your face? And he's like, no, I have a rash on my face. <laughs> but even when she does eventually feel his face, she's just like, oh, you're beautiful. Yeah, you're lovely. I love it. I love everything about it. I'm Alicia Masters and you're the thing. Yeah, no Yay. problem. And he's like, oh, that's wonderful. Now let's have the most awkward sex scene in film history. <laughs> okay. <laughs> I don't have to get my tits out, right? No, we paid those other two slightly more. <laughs> uh... And speaking of those other two, once we've established that he's in and living with Sarah in their garbage squat, living a life of domestic bliss where she never seems to go anywhere ever again for the movie, she just lives in the dump now in his garbage house. Yep. And he brings her like, braille magazines and stuff <laughs> there is a point where there is a gag where she is getting ready for him to come home mm-hmm. and she's like i want to look my best and gets a braille mirror oh that's what that was i thought that was a braille copy of the magazine the mirror <laughs> 
I was like, wow, she's got some some uh, Braille taste. She's reading like UK newspapers. <laughs> Weird. I mean, granted, not real taste because those things are trashy. But... Yeah, that's an absolute trash mag. <laughs> but Braille mirror is way better. It's a it's you know a what? great joke. That's a good joke. Now I feel better about it. Yeah. <laughs> I expected she also read, like, the Braille edition of The Sun. Ew. <laughs> hey, I live in the dump. I, <laughs> I can excuse racism, but The Sun? Oh, <laughs> uh, God bless. I don't think we can keep using that joke. <laughs> I think I think they're allowed to use that joke on Community because they have the right person to say it. I don't think we're allowed to say it. <laughs> no, that was a white person saying it. it no, it wasn't. It was What's-Her-Face, the one who waited. Uh, oh. Britta. Britta, yeah. The white person saying, I can excuse racism, but I draw the line at... Yeah, but the then, person who calls her out. Yes. We don't have the call out. <laughs> Anyone can call out someone for excusing racism. That's, okay, that's fair. Sorry, I didn't know which one was Britta. I've never watched uh, Community. I just know that the woman who calls her out was in the Avengers movie, the, uh, the third Infinity War event. No, she's in Endgame. Is she? Yeah, she's the one who like lets Tony Stark and his dad down oh, to the... Oh, yeah, that's right. And she's like, yeah, he's got like the Mungo Jerry face, facial hair thing, yeah. Okay. Yeah. Because all community people have eventually en- ended up in uh, various Avengers movies because that's who's directing them. Yeah. Well. So anyway, uh, to get back to the deal, this at this point, we more or less, we established the domestic bliss life. Now it's time for the revenge killings of the four main bad guys. Yeah. And I got to say, the murders of the ladies felt way more gruesome than the murders of the dudes well i mean one of them's stretched out a lot but it, she dies off screen julie julie gets killed with scissors but you don't see it happen but she gets she gets chased, chased yeah. and she is terrified yes. for so long yeah. that i'm like this has been drug out for such a long time and wanda gets killed by having her ass set on the stones of yeah. a sauna and held there yeah she gets her ass cooked to death and i'm like God damn, both of those are way worse than, like, Slug gets choked and dies. Yeah, and then uh, the other one gets forced into it. He gets, uh, 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 what's his name? Bozo. Bozo. Bozo also has a long, terrifying moment of, of a thing, but he eventually just dies when they crash a car. Yeah. But Which, I do like that. I like that car crash death, because it's just like, I'll go with you, because I'm invulnerable. Ha <laughs> ha, fuck you, buddy. I'm going to walk away from this. Yeah. <laughs> I do like the transition, though, where we go from... Like, he gets the scissors and he's about to kill Julie, and then it cuts to Slug and Bozo, and Bozo's just like, oh, I'm stressed out, where's Julie with the car? Because in an inexplicable reason, they're like, oh yeah, we've established they have a murder vehicle, they use their murder vehicle for murders, we've seen them do it, it's a whole thing, and then when he finally goes and kills them in a car... Uh, it's just some car that they stole from an old lady, and it's not the murder machine. And I'm like, what the fuck is going on? Well, the, Was the for- murder machine an actual nice car that you didn't want to ruin? Yes. No, you can tell right away that that car that they stole from the old lady was going to go over a cliff or blow up or something, because they only show it from far away. It's got shitty out-of-state license plates on it. I don't even know if it had headlights in. <laughs> yeah. You can always tell like, when they're going to blow up a car in an 80s movie. <laughs> this is a car yeah. used for destruction. <laughs> Or in this case, drive it off a cliff. But you can always tell when they're about to actually destroy a car in an 80s movie because they get these shit heaps out of nowhere. They've been driving like a fucking Chevy uh, uh, or a Corvette for like most of the movie. And then all of a sudden they're in a fucking like 1970s Datsun Hyundai Hello. Yeah. (laughs) And you're like, oh, that thing's dead. That's a blow up car. (laughs) Uh, But yeah, he 
Toxic Avenger ends up getting on the hood, chokes out Slug, throws him onto the ground, and then crashes the car and kills Bozo, and mm-hmm. then just sort of leaves. Yeah. <laughs> he's like, ah, great. I love that scene where he gets up and comes out, and he's just like dusts himself off and then skips doop, 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 away. <laughs> that scene was terrifying just because basically once he gets into the car, because he jumps up to the roof and then grabs and throws Slug out and kills him, but then he gets in and sits down next to Bozo, and Bozo's like, oh, what the fuck? I'm just a str- I got a lot of stress. I'm sorry. I don't even. And, and uh, please just stop grabbing the wheel. So he's like, oh, you want the wheel? And he tears it off and hands it to him. Here's the wheel. Uh, and then they're pointed at a full park full of people. Yeah. I was like, dude, Toxie, I know that you have the compulsion to only murder uh, evil people. But you have turned this into a horrid death machine, and it is pointed at children. And I got to say, I mean, I've seen this movie more than once before. Um, This is a movie I watched at sleepovers as a kid. Uh, But what I wanted to get to is this is a well-crafted set of scenes, even if it's accidental. First, Toxic Avenger seems to not care if the car that he's trying to murder Bozo with plows through a crowd of children. Even though he doesn't hit any of them, he doesn't worry that the car's aimed at them. He's fine. He doesn't give a shit. The next scene in the movie is him killing a seemingly random old lady. Yep. Just some old woman goes to a uh, dry cleaner and, you know, the guy behind the counter is like, hey, how you boys doing? What's going on? And she's like, oh, you know, my boy went out with a girl and now he's got these white stains on his pants. And you're like, oh, okay. And then she hands him like this crusty pair of jeans and he's like... Uh, yeah, yeah, I got no idea what that is. Yeah, okay, we'll okay. try and take care of that for you. And then he notices, like, a cop's giving him a ticket, and again, everyone gets some business. Welcome to Troma, because he goes, I gotta go, I gotta go t- deal with this cop. And he goes outside, he's like, please don't give me no ticket. Oh, please, oh, jeez, oh, I'm gonna prostrate myself on the sidewalk before you, sexy lady cop. Oh, please, no ticket for me, so I can't afford it. And then the Toxic Avenger just comes in and is like, excuse me, and begins to, like, chase and murder this, like, random old woman. And this lady's, like, four foot one. Yep. They intentionally hired, like, a tiny little actor to to, to stand across from this, like, Looks seven like Dr. Foot- Ruth. Yeah. It, like, my first thought was, wait, is that Zelda Rubenstein? <laughs> Did Zelda Rubenstein get bigger the next four years for when she was in Poltergeist? Huh? No, it's not. It's just a different tiny little old lady. And, uh... Yeah, puts her in a dryer and turns it on and then puts her underneath the clothes press mm-hmm. and presses her to death. Yeah, just murders her completely. And at this point, you're like, okay, well, after that last scene where he happily drove a car through a crowd of kids, and now he just murdered a ram- random old grandma. Yeah, I, he, they did a really good job yeah. of making you, the watcher, go, oh, shit, has he, has he gone around the bend? Is he no longer just killing, like evil people and they keep it going because the scene after this like they report to the cops and the cops are like he's turned into a real monster and then we get a scene of sarah at home the blind lady at, at home in her trash hovel being like oh i wonder this is the scene where she's like oh he's coming home i want to look yeah. good for him and she looks at the bra- braille mirror and he's outside just making noises like Rrr. and she's like is that you is that you melvin Toxie? is that you are you and, and then he comes in, and you're like, oh, this is a moment where he's going to kill his girlfriend. He's gone off the bed. He just he just goes, no, Sarah, it's me. I'm worried, Sarah. I feel like something's gone wrong. I've done something horrible. I can't stop myself from killing. Why would I kill this old lady? I see people, and I know they're evil, and I've got to mash them. And 
you know, we go to a press conference where the evil mayor's like, fucking, yeah, we finally got him. He did it. He fucked up. He killed some old woman. The community's not going to stand for that. And then, you know, Himmel shows up and is like, (laughs) yeah, she was the leader of a white slavery ring, and uh, she'd been- A lot of blood on her hands. She's like, ooh, she's uh, real bad. (laughs) And the mayor's like- Fuck. Okay, well, who knows that? We'll keep it a secret. Yeah, we'll just make it so that this doesn't leak to the press, Mm -hmm. and we'll just tell everyone, yep, he just killed some random old lady. Pillar of the community. Been here for years. Everyone who knows her loves her. And like this reporter's being like, "Uh, yeah, hey, it's me from the Daily Scoop. Uh, What is the deal with the lady he killed? What's her backstory? Why do you think he killed her? Was she the leader of a white slavery ring? (laughs) And he's like, "Um, no questions. Kill the beast. (laughs) (laughs) You mean capture the beast? No, you capture a human. This is an it. You kill an it. Uh, so, you know, he calls in the National Guard and whatnot. And the, <laughs> the phone call with the National Guard. And he's like, yeah, I need your help to kill this monster. Uh, yeah, capture. Sure, capture the monster. Yeah, yeah whatever. Whatever. Sure, Governor. <laughs> <laughs> calls in the National Guard. Um, we skipped right over the Marissa's home scene. I don't care. Whatever. She's in it. Who cares? Uh, but Toxie is worried because he he doesn't know that he killed a, a white slavery ring owner. Yeah. He, as far as he knows, he just flipped out and killed an old lady. So he's, he's like, like we okay, got to skip town. We we have to go somewhere where there aren't people around so I don't get murder urge. Yeah. And she's like, well, great. We can just, I guess, go out into the fucking New Jersey Pine Barrens or some shit. Oh, yeah. Well, she's like, oh, you told me about some place near someone's farm and you used to go there when you wanted to be alone and that yeah. was a special place for you. So why don't we go there? Mm-hmm. We'll just set up a tent and live out in the middle of a field. I love that she's just like, yeah, I'll go live in a tent in the woods. I mean, I have an apartment and a job. and Yeah, I apparently was able to hold down an apartment and could afford, you know, two dozen eggs to try and feed you for breakfast at one point. Yep. And, you know, but I'll go live in a dump and then a tent in the middle of a field somewhere. I don't care. <laughs> But someone manages to, the, the cops are canvassing, the corrupt cops are canvassing the town. Oh, Clancy, still alive, has spent the rest of the movie being a champion for this guy. Oh, yeah. He's being like, like, you can't kill this guy. He's a hero. He saved my life. And half the, there's a whole bunch of cast members who are like, oh, we survived that taco restaurant incident. Yeah, there's a couple kids that uh, Toxic Avenger managed to grab before the uh, car murderers got them. Mm-hmm. And uh, the uh, one of the waiters at the taco restaurant is like, he's a hero. We can't let this happen. And there's there's a scene of all of these characters in a clubhouse being like, they're going to kill him. We can't let them kill him. He's a hero. Yeah, it's it's just wrong. And we can't we can't let him do that. And then, of course, like (laughs) the cops just like, yeah, but that's what (laughs) elected officials are for. We can't decide what's right and wrong. (laughs) Yeah. And then just go around doing the right thing. And then because. Troma gives you business if you're willing to do something dumb for them. We get a scene of all the uh, National Guard Army guys driving into town, uh, set to the two gay dudes from the club watching them come in, and they're they're both like, ooh, army men, oh. (laughs) (laughs) I've heard army men prefer blondes. Yeah, I'm going to get them because they prefer blondes. Yeah. They had the same conversation. It turns out they are both hairdressers. Yep. And they have the conversation about how the monster is probably sexy because he's huge. Yeah. So they're both just like, I've heard he's enormous. Uh, back off, honey. I'm the blonde one. Just that kind of thing. Yeah. And you're just like, oh, wow. At least they get, and, you know, if you show up. If you show up, you get business. Don't make me tap the sign. <laughs> <laughs> yes. <laughs> yeah. He's got a sign. One, 
I will allow anything. Two, if you're here for two days, you get business. Three, I will not answer questions about money. (laughs) (laughs) So the, uh, the corrupt cops are wandering around town trying to find him. Two of them get a little bit of business about how they've been assigned to go out and look in the field of some farm, and it's a big waste of time. And then one of them spots Sarah in a bikini standing in front of the, the tent, and then Toxic Avenger walks up. He's like, I found him! And and the other cop's like, no, you didn't. You're, He's you're, with some babe! In a bikini! And then oh, the cop's let like, me give see. me that fucking shit! <laughs> oh, man! <laughs> oh! Wowie zowie, that's a butt! <laughs> that sure is a butt! <laughs> Oh, I can't wait to tell the chief I'm going to get a medal. <laughs> the <laughs> the climax of this movie being that this tent is then surrounded by, like, army guys and tanks and shit. Yes, and the army guys are like, uh, we're not killing him. We're here to capture him. And the mayor, I guess, just belligerents his way into being. He's, he's just like, like, fuck you, I'm killing him. <laughs> he's like, yeah, okay, sure. And then he goes to his guys and he's like, no, first chance you get, you fucking shoot that guy. <laughs> You think the army guys would be like, uh, mayor, we're not going to allow that or whatever. But no, they don't give a fuck. No one gives a fuck. No, but it's his guys. He's like yeah. talking to the chief of police and his goons. Yeah. So he's but, like, yeah, they can go ahead and say we're going to do that. But you just shotgun this dude in the chest. Uh, Toxic Avenger catches wind of what's happening. And he's like, all right, well, stay behind me because he gets out. And then Sarah gets out and he's like, OK, uh, I don't, you know, let her go and then do whatever. Yeah, I'll come. It's fine. Just leave her alone. And that, that's not good enough. The mayor steps forward with his own guys. He's like, everyone shoot him. And if she gets, if she dies too, that's one life to save the community. Yeah. And then we get the, like the whole, everyone who loves toxic Avenger runs out. So the kids and the cop and the guy from the taco place and his mom show up and they're like, no, if you want to kill him, you got to kill us first. Toxic Avenger pushes them all out of the way. And he's like, no, please. I am willing to go along peacefully. Mm Mm-hmm. And that's when the mayor walks up to shoot him, and Toxic Avenger gets the upper hand. And we get the mayor doing one of those, no, no, please. Oh, yeah. Well, he shoots the Toxic Avenger. He it shoots just, him, like, several times, and nothing happens. It just doesn't do anything. He's already been fully car crash surviving. Of course, he's bulletproof. Yeah. So he manages to get the mayor, like, backed up against his car. He's like, oh, I'll give you 10%, whatever you want. Just don't hurt me. Oh, Mayor, let's see if you've got any guts. And, and then, then he punches, punches and grabs his guts. Tears his guts out. And in a great scene, we see the mayor take his disconnected guts and try to tuck them back into his stomach. Yes. <laughs> it's a great, that's some good gore. And for some reason. God, we missed a kill I want to talk about real quick, too, when we get a chance. Oh, is it the gym one? Or? Yes. Yeah, okay. Yeah. But yeah, I was going to say, for this being basically the end of the movie, the fact that all of these people are here to take him in because they're like, oh, he's gone crazy and now he's just murdering random people. He has no evidence that the mayor is corrupt mm-hmm. and murders the mayor in front of everyone. But at that point, everyone just kind of goes, oh, Toxie. <laughs> Hooray. It's the Toxic Avenger. Yay. Yeah. Like <laughs> all like, of the armies like off. Yeah. The fucking National Guard goes, oh, well, I guess if the mayor's dead, then we have nothing to do here then. No one called us, I guess. (laughs) You've deleted him from history. (laughs) One of my many powers. 
But yeah, I wanted to go back. There is a random minor character who is a drug dealer that's working in the gym. The only people we ever even see buy, buy drugs from him are the two girlfriends of the of the lead villains. Yeah. No one else. One of them buys a couple of syringes or something. One of them buys a bag of Coke. I mean, we... I don't think either of them are actually the girlfriends. Those are other random people that are also a blonde and brunette. Oh, okay. Fair enough. But th- this crime of drug dealing is enough to be make him an evil man. Yep. Plus, he reports to the mayor. Yep. Uh, and so we get the most gruesome kill in the movie for this random nothing extra character as Toxie tosses him into one of the weight machines and use, lifts the weight really high and then uses that kind of middle bar that the yeah, weight's the middle all, spike. The spike. To knock the top of his head off. Yep. So the basically bottom of his jaw and tongue are still intact and kind of wriggling. Yeah, flapping around while he is all doing convulsions and stuff in the middle of a gym full of people. Great. It's great a, kill. It's a great gore kill for that. I, I swear they probably just added to be like, uh, oh, we, we should probably put one more kill in here. Hey, w- I had an idea for a cool special effect. We'll fucking do it. Look, number one. Yes. <laughs> uh, but there you go. Yeah. Toxic Avenger ends, I guess, saving the city from the evil mayor <laughs> by killing him. <laughs> and everyone doesn't know the mayor is evil, but they're fine with it. I mean, I assume they have to have guessed by now the mayor is evil. What with all the toxic waste in town and the murders constantly happening and the corrupt <laughs> cops. I mean, maybe, but but certainly uh, up until this point. The, the major thing you can say about this town is everyone is oblivious to everything and seems like happy just being gross. Yep. It's just a gross town with gross people that don't understand what's going on. <laughs> so, perfectly fine. Welcome to Tromaville. Uh, all right. There you go. Let's go ahead mm-hmm. and get into our bests and worsts for the Toxic Avenger. Jeff, I want you, if you can, yeah. to give me five dollars <laughs> i mean okay I don't, I don't want to while but, you're doing that but though. i will <laughs> it's for the show i have about three dollars on me you're gonna have to accept the rest and change <laughs> yes <laughs> <laughs> uh but what was your favorite thing in the toxic avenger uh i mean i think my favorite thing in the toxic avenger might be the narrate the narrator and the bits of like domestic bliss life stuff. Yeah, like I know the kills are super fun and interesting, and there's there's a lot of good gore in this movie. Mm-hmm. But the the parts of this that kind of harken back to a fifty sci fi cheapy brought me so much joy because I was like, oh, this is an eighty sci fi cheapy, perfect. Uh. Oh, our story confer- concerns Melvin, a young nerd, <laughs> a young lad. <laughs> yeah. He works at the local gym, and then there's the, the scene of domestic bliss where he just moves his blind girlfriend into his dump hovel, and you're like, this is the wildest shit. Why are we doing this? Well, I mean, they added a bed and some curtains it just needed a lady's touch i just loved that stuff i mean there's so much to like about this movie i mean there's so much to not like too of course obviously obviously the thing is the lows of this movie are like racist shit uh but the highs are just fun dumb filmmaking yep so i love those domestic bliss parts what about you oh definitely my favorite thing is the Three random gang members that shouldn't be in a gang ah, together. See, I could have sworn you were going to say it was just the overcommitment of the psycho actor. I I mean, honestly, that's part of it. It's because the um, the level of commitment of everyone in this movie yeah. is so full on. I mean, even the guy who is the least interesting of those three between like... Knuckles. <laughs> yeah, when you have like... Or Rico. Yeah, because we, we have 
fucking the Royal Flush gang, the Warriors, and someone who looks like he idolized the taxi driver. Yes. And even he is like, when the fucking uh, Leroy is like kissing some random woman and is like, oh, I'll be your boyfriend. And Rico, just the person he is grabbing is, you know, the one register boy who shows up later. Mm -hmm. But he just like sees that Leroy is kissing someone and kisses that guy too. He's just like, yeah, I want in on it. I'm like, this is great. Everyone's committed. Everyone gets a business. Everyone has business and I fucking love it. It reminds me of that scene in Futurama where they let Zoidberg's uncle direct a movie. And he was like, he was like, extras, you should be running around and waving your arms. More shit means more movie. Would it hurt you to throw a pie? (laughs) Uh, But yeah, that is... Definitely one of those things where I'm like, everyone has business, but the fact that all three of them have very clearly different business going on is amazing. I think they got to make up their own business. I really do. I think that's how this movie was made. Like, this is just full on. This is the Mulligan <laughs> Stew, the movie. The one guy just walked into wardrobe, found a pair of Harlequin pants and went, I have an idea. I got this. Yeah, this is literally like the let's put on a show of Mulligan Stews where <laughs> people walk up. They're like, I can kind of pretend I'm one of the warriors. Great. You're in. Done. <laughs> I can get my tits out in a sauna. You're in the movie. Can you pretend you get off on kids' he- kid brains? Yes. Sure, I guess. Do I have to actually look at the pictures? No. All right, great. I can have a sandwich in one hand and a prostitute in the other hand at all times. You're the mayor. You know what, buddy? You're the mayor. <laughs> Just... I mean, I'm sure that's not why I'm sure this movie was tightly scripted. Oh, I'm sure. But the... the uh, the the feel of it is just like let's put on a show amongst the grossest people you've ever met. <laughs> All right. So the very obvious worst thing in this movie for you. I mean, I'm it's got to be all the racist commentary. I sure. mean, I'll just I'll just go with that cuz it's easy. Yep. Just uh the the times when even the closed caption people were like, "Nah, pass." <laughs> no. <laughs> I couldn't, I mean, it wasn't even like, you know, this is what happens when you find a stranger in the Alps or no, no, yippee ki Mr. Falcon, just nah, inaudible. <laughs> no, <laughs> just parentheses. No, no, this didn't happen. Blanking. <laughs> Hi, everyone. I'm Jim. I'm the, I'm the closed caption person. You may not think that there's a person behind these text messages, but there is. And, and uh, let I'm me not tell you, saying any of that. I'm not going to type any of this out. <laughs> Hug your kids. If you want me to type out the N-word, you're going to need to pay me way more than I'm getting paid. <laughs> so, yeah. What's your least favorite thing? I mean, obviously, it's that. Yeah. Uh, anything beside that, probably, I mean... I mean, there's the fact that the two women in the movie get way more nasty kills. Than yeah, the, it's... I mean, granted, they are the ones who rush out of the car to take pictures of the dead kid. Yeah, I was like, I do appreciate that they went out of their way to make them all terrible people. Yes. Uh, I think probably the... <laughs> Melvin, before he becomes the Toxic Avenger, that is... It's rough. It's rough. Yeah. It's a rough deal. Yeah, I, I could go with that. That's that's fine, too. Like, Because you can, again, when everyone was like, no bad ideas, do, do whatever you want. He was like, I have an idea. And they were like, I wish God I hadn't said damn that. Damn it. <laughs> yes. <sighs> I, I must grudgingly tap the sign. <laughs> Guy playing Melvin just walks over and taps number one. He's like, God <laughs> damn you, you son of a bitch. <laughs> I'm in. <laughs> now that sign has like a parent, uh, has an asterisk next to it, thanks to that guy. Yeah, only <laughs> I may tap the sign. <laughs> uh, but there you go. Let's 
Let's go ahead and rate this. We'll each give it a 0 to 5 to give it a rating out of 10. Jeff. God, this is a really hard movie to rate. It really is. Because it is objectively, like, you. I would not want people to go watch this. You know, like, it's got no. so much racist slurs and so on that if I'm like, I'm giving this a three, then I know that's just going to, like, hurt my professional reputation. It's one of those things where I'm like, this movie, you can tell. The actors are having a fucking blast. Yeah. And the people behind it are making great special effects. They're doing budget nonsense as great as they possibly can. There is just this absolute commitment to the type of movie that they are making. Yes. That makes you want to be like, oh, this is great. Like, God bless these scrappy underdogs. They made a goofy movie and it's kind of fun. But then you get all of the terrible shit in it and you're like, Ah oh, man, every time I was watching this and I was having a good time, some shit like that would show up and I'd go, oh, God damn it. This happens to us a lot. Like this happened when we watched Gravy, for example, where it was like, oh, this is fun. They're like, it's Jimmy Simpson and 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 they're putting on a show. And then, oh, oh, oh no, no. you're saying a bunch of racist stuff. Oh, man. Uh, <laughs> God damn it. Yeah, it's like I want to give this two ratings because I'm like, as far as just being a goofy fun movie if you remove that it's great i'd give this like a three and a half fun times yeah it's the sort of thing like when you say you'd watch it at sleepovers this is the sort of thing that you're like yeah you watch this as a sleepover a bunch of dumb kids get together and watch some gross dumb nonsense yeah great i mean after that we were all gonna furtively masturbate to like legend of the overfiends so you know it was like like uh this was probably the the good part of the evening <laughs> Before we got to the fur of masturbation. Well, I mean, I don't know if you, you probably never had this specific experience. This Where is, a bunch of guys get together and masturbate well, to no, a movie? No, the thing is, you, you don't masturbate to a movie. What you do is, someone brings a porno, and then they put the porno on, and it's like 12, 14-year-old kids in a fucking room, and no one wants to... Everyone's just like, huh, that's porno, all right. Uh-huh. And then what you do is you wait for one guy to be like, I'm going to the bathroom, and then everyone laughs at that guy. That's It's the weirdest experience. Never had that experience. Okay, I would not recommend that experience. I would give that experience a one and a half. Yeah. No. Don't. Who? Who watches porn in a big room full of people? Yes. Yeah. I, who I, does that? High school boys. Not any. And it I wasn't knew. even. That wasn't even like hentai. That wasn't even urutsuki doji or whatever. That no, was. It, that was. I, I think the it's film. It's not like. Oops, we fucked up and got Ninja Scroll. <laughs> yeah. No. That that film got famous at my high school because it got passed around. Like I never actually had it, but. I saw it at that one sleepover, and then someone from that gave it like a little brother, and then it got famous at that level. So by the time I left high school, I was I I knew freshmen who had seen it at sleepovers, and I was like, oh, that thing. It was called Cherry Cheerleaders. Wow, the porno that got around. <laughs> anyway, anyway, I'm gonna give this uh, a two, 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 two sounds right, two, two, two. That's yeah, fine, two. two. <laughs> Pair of twos. Pair of twos here. The double deuce. And let's go ahead and say that if you are okay with, you know, some 80s, even strong for the 80s slurs in a couple of scenes, this movie is really fun. It's, but it's you a can't, shame it's so fun. Yeah. I wish it was worse so that I could hate it more. <laughs> yes. So it's, it's a land of contrast in summation. <laughs> Ah, uh, so four out of ten. There you go. Toxic hey, Avenger. You know what's nice and G-rated and easy to recommend? The Toxic Crusaders? <laughs> TV mastery in general. <laughs> That's it's not right. G-rated in the slightest. But... No, not even close. We aren't G-rated. No. We're hard R. Dick's out. We fuck, For Max. Harambe. <laughs>
Uh, so head on over to our Patreon again. That is patreon.com slash system mastery. Uh, that's where you can join all of our bonus content. You can get our main RSS feed for all of our shows in one place. If you want to do that, mm-hmm. uh, our TV, uh, so Toxic Crusaders, TV. Yeah. man. So we can't, we're not going to be able to keep this up where we watch the action movie or the R-rated movie, oh, no. and then the cartoon. Because there are some that I'm like, we're not going to watch Rambo. Yeah, I can't do that. Or Robocop. Th- this was a lucky break that that uh, there happens to Toxic Avenger. We hadn't watched it yet. And the Toxic Crusader show exists. This is a great way to launch the new season of TV Mastery, where, again, we are watching R- cartoons based on R-rated movies. Yes. So you can look forward to, you know, Toxic Crusaders this episode. I already mentioned Rambo and RoboCop. Mm-hmm. There is a lot of properties that definitely should not have gotten cartoons for children that did. There's way more than you think. I mean, wait until we get started on that Rosemary's Baby cartoon. <laughs> <laughs> oh, Watchmen Babies. <laughs> I, I lobbied hard for Midnight Cowboy, but apparently no cartoons based on X-rated movies. <laughs> <sighs> <laughs> all right thank you so much for joining us we will be back in another couple of weeks with some more movie mastery and until then all of you have a good one <laughs>